Welcome to the YPN Breakfast Podcast. Please enjoy this audio recording of our July Rising Stars Breakfast at Manny's Deli. You will listen to Ferris Abbas, Michael Mandile, Becky Sexton, and moderator Mo Dodka as they discuss the business tips and tricks that these rising stars made as they built their careers. Enjoy. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, thanks again to uh, our gold sponsors. We appreciate all the support. Um, but that is it, so let's get started. Uh, no better person to lead today's conversation than former YPN uh, advisory chair and broker owner of Main Street Real Estate Group, Mo Dadka. Take it away, Mo. Thanks, Mo. Barely see over this thing, so bear with me. <laughs> Good morning, YPN. I'm Mo Dodka. I'm super excited to be back. Um, it's awesome seeing everybody in person. Uh, YPN did an incredible job, you know, hosting these via Zoom last year. But it's great to be back in person and actually have an incredible panel that you guys can uh, interact with, ask questions from. This topic to me is super important. I spend most of my time coaching and training realtors, especially new realtors. I'm gonna give you guys two tips and then I'm gonna shut up because if I you know, keep talking about this, I'll go on for the whole hour. Um, one tip I always tell agents is find a proven mentor and learn from them often. In real estate, especially in Chicago, we have a lot of mentors who are willing to talk to you guys. There's no, um, uh, there's no it factor in real estate. Um, it's not rocket science. Don't reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of successful realtors you can learn from. Three are gonna be helping answer questions today. I'm looking out in the audience, there's a bunch of them that I look up to. Uh, Tommy Choi there is my real estate idol. He's one of the most giving guys in real estate. He has a lot to do, but he always is willing to give people his time. There's a ton of realtors that are willing to do that, and lenders. So look for a proven mentor, take time to learn from that proven mentor, and then set yourself some goals. Um, some people from my office are here and they're gonna laugh when I say this. My favorite quote is, a goal without a plan is just a wish. I say that over and over again, but it's the plan piece that matters. Writing your goals down doesn't make you any more successful than not writing your goals down. It's planning and then breaking your goals down into what you should do every day and every week um, to hit those goals. I call it winning the week. So make sure you're planning and make sure you're learning, especially as a new realtor. There's so much information out there and there's so many great realtors to learn from. So I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna introduce everybody because uh, they have a lot to say and you guys have a lot to learn. So. First, let's welcome Ferris Abbas. I think I got his last name right. <laughs> Ferris has a background in marketing and business development, not to mention he's got a psychology degree from UIC. I was a UIC grad too. Um, and his ability to communicate as a trilingual, he speaks Arabic, Spanish, and English. Uh, Ferris excels in connecting with his clients and helping them buy their first home or invest in Chicago real estate. He's a broker at Jamison Sotheby's International Realty. Ferris has also been recognized as a 2019 Car Rookie of the Year, which is a big deal. There's the mic. Welcome, Ferris. Thank you. Next, uh, help me welcome Michael Mandile. He said say that with an Italian twist, so I tried. Uh, he's raised in a family of real estate investors. Michael closed 75 transactions in his first year, which is insane. Um, he was recognized as a 2017 Car Rookie of the Year. He's also been recognized as a car top producer. He's been in Chicago Agent Magazine, Who's Who, every year since. In 2018, him and his business partner, Tim Lormier, started the Mandeal Lormier Property Group at Compass. That team now has 11 members and they've done $100 million in sales. So give him a warm welcome too. 
got a great suit too. Um, next, help me welcome Becky Saxon. Her background in marketing, community relations, and event management has helped her rise to top, produce, top producer status. Since launching her real estate career five years ago, Becky has been named Baird and Warner's Rookie of the Year in her first year in the business. She was named a rising star in Chicago Real Producers Magazine, and she's been recognized as a car top producer. Welcome, Becky. You guys have a really kick-butt panel. Um, I'm gonna start asking some questions at the end. We'll have a little bit of time for some Q&A from you guys, so hold your questions to the end. I promise I'll get to a Q&A at the end. Uh, we're gonna start off asking everybody the same question, and if time's running out, I'll start picking and choosing who we're gonna ask questions from. Uh, so first question, when you first started, what were two to three activities that ended up being instrumental to growing your business? All right, can you guys hear me? Yep. <clears throat> all right, cool. Um, well, first off, I wanna say thank you guys for having me. Um, I used to come to these events all the time when I was uh, just started, so it's kind of surreal to be up here. I'm sure you guys could probably say the same thing. Um, but in terms of when first getting started, the first couple things I would do is, um, well, one is I treated it like a career. I came into the office every single day, wanted to learn from other agents in the office. Um, and I you know, worked nine to five, unless I had obviously showings afterwards. Um, so treating it like a career, super um, crucial, I think. Um, I did a ton of open houses. So I would do two to four open houses every single weekend. I developed a follow-up system, um, texting, calling people, emailing people, um, basically contacting them until they told me to leave them alone, um, which I felt was, which was really, really um, successful for me. And then the last thing was social media. So I um, still to this day, rely heavily on my social media and I think for me um, I'm 33 so it's a really good way to connect with people um, my friends people that I know from growing up um, and then also just to kind of prove that especially starting out that I know what I'm doing and build trust with people um, that might potentially use me that was pretty good <laughs> um, thank you guys seriously for being here uh, for me the two three things that I did uh, number one was I looked at my brokerage top five people I went in there and I asked them as many questions as possible until they told me leave them alone um, <laughs> it's it's something that like you mentioned Mo not reinventing the wheel they've done it they've proven their success and so I asked them exactly hey how did you do this it was more specific questions not just general um, what should I do it was how did you do this in this scenario uh, there was a, a an agent who was rookie of the year I went into his office and asked him, how did you get Rookie of the Year? And <laughs> he laughed at me. He was not something that you drive for, but I asked him, how did you do it? And he gave me a lot of you know, advice, and I utilized it. Um, next thing would be open houses. I did two to four a weekend and did not stop. and didn't have any weekends off. I even suggested to some agents, why don't we try Fridays? Um, because before the downtown listings, I was like, they're getting off work they might stop by on their way home because they're already downtown. Um, and we did a couple of those. Uh, I did not do any, I did not miss a weekend or Friday, whatever, uh, until COVID hit. And lastly, social media is huge and kind of still that for me too, Sorry. but uh, <laughs> I'll let it go. Uh, social media, like the reach outs, uh, posting about what you did and how you did it and with who, um, tagging, uh, hashtags is very crucial too. I haven't, I haven't been using hashtags often, and I probably should, but 
that social media outreach is crazy, um, not just for the younger, but the older and in between. Um, you don't know who's watching. You don't know who needs your help or who's been looking for that exact property you listed or sold. Um, I was sitting right there and I literally got a message on Instagram about property and you just don't know. So definitely use social media. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so I'd say the first thing is really just focusing on real estate. Like I'm a real estate broker and that's it. Everything else is noise. Morning, noon and night, weekends, grocery store, anywhere you are, I'm a real estate broker. How can I create opportunity out of meeting this person or interacting with someone, et cetera? Um, that builds confidence. It gets you where you need to be and it, it just you know puts you into that realm. Um, the second thing is creating an identity for yourself, you know, joining a, a, a brand, being a brand, online, social media, you know, Google search, etc. Um, people look you up, you're there, right? And that, that, that really helps. The third thing is just meeting people, interacting with people, you know, your low-lying fruit off the ground, your family, your friends, your cousins, anybody and everybody you have in, in your contacts, reaching out to them. Hey, I'm a real estate broker adding them on social media, keeping in touch with them, taking them to lunch, reminding them that you're a broker. Um, that goes a long way. Um, and yeah, that, that all ties together. It gives you a really good base and jumps you to where you need to be. A lot of great advice. Um, question two, what is the number one, and I know it's always hard to narrow things down to one piece of advice, but what's one piece of advice you would give an agent that would help take their business to the next level? All right, this is a tough one, but I would say um, really being genuine and true to yourself, and um, I'll give a quick example, but when I first started in real estate, I was constantly told I need to call people, I need to cold call um, potential leads, and to me, that was so incredibly stressful. Um, it just wasn't true to who I was. If I called my friends, they were like, what do you need? You know, why are you calling me? Um, so it was just really awkward for me. So I think in order to take your business to the next level, you have to treat, you have to set yourself up to for success and set yourself up in systems that are true to yourself and something that you enjoy and can do. Um, so for me, again, the social media was a way that I engaged with all of my friends. Um, I mean, obviously I have some of my best friends I call all the time and my family, but um, to those other people, that's how I engage with them. I comment on their posts, I um, react to their stories, and those oftentimes will start conversations. You know, when someone gets married, someone has a baby, you know, congratulations, how are you doing? You know, oftentimes that starts a conversation that might lead to real estate. Um, so again, I think just being like really true to yourself and genuine to something that you can sustain and that fits your personality is going to end up, um, you know, driving your business to another level. And um, again, something that you can really sustain for uh, the long term. You're like stealing all my ideas. Um, <laughs> we should have talked before this. <laughs> I'll go first next time. Uh, for me, it's it's somewhat of hers or a lot like hers. Uh, I say be human. Um, it kind of counter to it's yours um, a little bit. Uh, be human. What I mean by that is to engage. Uh, be you. Like People can see right through you. So if you're there talking numbers and they're there to enjoy their breakfast, it's really annoying. And so uh, if you, they know you're a real estate agent if you market it correctly. If you are on Instagram and you're it's just homes, 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 they know you're a broker. Maybe throw in, you know, like for example, I have a puppy. He's eight months old. Golden Retriever named Leonidas Leo. Um, they, 
connection between a lot of people is they are also dog owners or pet owners in general. And if we ever connect on Instagram, how's Leo? And I know their dog's names, you know, and we'll go to a local park and they're all playing around and lo and behold, you'll find someone there who's actually looking for a real estate realtor to buy something in the neighborhood and they introduce you, hey, this is my friend, that's their dog, they're looking to buy a home. And you, this happens to me quite, quite often, not because of Leo, but, um, and everything else. Uh, I go to the gym often, I play basketball, there's a lot of different ways to meet people and one of these meetings, like you literally meet someone that's looking for the exact same thing you have and you will have a common factor between maybe not the puppy, but something else. Uh, so yeah, be human. Great points. Um, I would say build a really good foundation. Um, create good habits, you know, no shortcuts, and focus on little things. Um, those are gonna form your, your career moving forward. And once you get in the habit of doing something, it's hard to break and easy, hard to change. So, so do that for the good. Um, you know, really focus on treating every deal like it's your first deal. Um, and just really building a good foundation and putting in the time. Um, it, it's really gonna pay off down the road. Great advice again. And guys, on social media, if it doesn't work in a day, it's fine. Your efforts are probably working. The people who need to use you don't need you quite yet. I say this in my office all the time. Likers get likes, commenters get comments. Wish everybody a happy birthday. If you just post stuff on social media and you don't interact with people and you're not trying to be authentically yourself and communicate with people, they're less likely to interact with you. And I could care less if I have a thousand likes or two likes, but guess what? When you have a thousand likes, things move up the newsfeed. That's more impressions. People see your comments and your posts more. So be interactive with people. Try to interact and try to get out and get to know people. Uh, great advice so far. We're going to move on to systems. Um, this is a topic that a lot of people um, go back and forth on. Uh, what system or platform have you used that consistently produces results for you guys? Well, there's a million out there, so uh, hopefully we have some different answers. But yeah. So it looks like I'm going first this time. Okay. Um, in all honesty, I don't use the system. Um, I've been shunned upon for that, for not using a CRM or using you know, Accelerate and all these other great, great ones. I have not used any. Um, what I like to do is everything, like either on paper or my own Excel spreadsheets. Um, it's, it's really good for me to not just track, but to like refresh. So if someone asks me, hey, what were your numbers for this quarter? Right off the bat, I know, because I did them. I mathematically did it myself, um, and I love math. Math was my favorite uh, subject in school. So this is something that I already take pride in, and yes, I should be using a CRM. I, oh, bless you. <laughs> I, I should be using a CRM. That's li literally like, it's in the paperwork. It's in the, you know, step one, get a CRM. Uh, but I have not, and I will. Uh, nice. All, right. Doors, doors. <laughs> All right, literally, you're like my brother from another mother, um, my twin over here. But um, yeah, I'm not a huge CRM person. I'll, however, I did just hire a marketing coordinator who is supposed to be cleaning that up and sending more e-blasts out and all of that. But in terms of like platforms and systems, something that's not necessarily a system, but something I use all the time is canned responses in Gmail. Um, it saves a ton of time because you're constantly sending, you know, if someone goes under contract, you're sending them the first five steps. So just a canned response, hey, here's the first thing, you know, five things, set up the inspection, attorney, um, earnest money type of thing. Um, I have a canned response for you're almost closed, um, new sellers, all that kind of stuff. It saves a lot, a lot, a lot of time. Um, and then platforms like we were already kind of talking about is um, social media, 
is um, the name of the game for me. So systems are important. Um, you know, I, I would say tying into that is organization. Tim and I are, are huge on, and our team in general, checklists for every aspect of the business. So closings, listings, rentals, um, and everything ties into those. Your sign, your gift, your MLS entry, database, everything that you could think of. So checklists are huge across the board. If it ties into your daily activity or ties into a deal, make sure you have a checklist. Um, it saves you a lot of time, keeps you organized. When you get busy, you don't forget anything. Um, also, the calendar is huge. Being on time, being punctual. As realtors, I know we're always late, right? But um, the, the, the calendar really helps, um, and it ties into building a really good foundation. Um, no one wants to deal with someone who's late, on time, unorganized. Um, those are just the foundations of business in general. And another thing that really works for me is, is just simple notes. Um, if I interact with someone, I need to follow up, put it put it in your notepad in your phone. The smartphones are amazing. Um, look at that before you go to bed at night and, and see what you need to do. You, you won't forget anything. Um, and also a, a list of your contacts, your, your leads, your, your, your hot, your cold, your medium, your lukewarm, whatever. Um, always touch and base with those because you know if, if I didn't have that, I'd forget a lot of stuff and it really keeps, keeps me on the ball. Yeah, I think you guys heard it's whatever works best for you guys you know whatever keeps you consistent consistency is key you're obviously very consistent realtors um, you get busy working on your business you get busy working in your business so you don't work on it that happens often so figure out whatever allows you to be consistent in your business and have that system be what you use there's no one great uh, system out there there's probably a lot that work for a lot of people um, I think you guys basically answered question number four which is on CRM so we'll move on um, Question number five, how do you guys, and this is a little bit similar to what we just talked about, but it's how do you track your success and what sort of conversion rates do you focus on? Do you focus on volumes? Is it deals? Is it how many phone calls you've made? Is there something you track um, consistently that helps you be successful? Um, yeah, so in terms of tracking, um, I, similar to you, use an Excel spreadsheet of all of my deals. Um, I have color coding in terms of what status they're in, whether they're, you know, just went under contract, they're out of AI, they're closed. So similar to you, I can tell you um, how many, I typically uh, look at volume in as opposed to um, number of deals um, for my success because, I, you know, I think you can do... Um, you know, a ton of deals, but, uh, you know, maybe they're all smaller volume, um, or you can do one deal and it's a ton of volume. Um, so I typically look at volume in terms of my goals. Um, and then, like I said, Excel spreadsheet to kind of just track them. Yeah, so uh, Excel spreadsheet is, for me, the way to go. Um, I don't track volume as in, like, how much am I doing so far? I track it as in, like, here's the goal. Um, am I up to pace? Uh, I need to do this, I need to do that. Um, what I usually have, well I do have, not usually, I do have this massive uh, dry board, dry erase board. Um, I do the Excel sheet, I do everything that's on the phone because I'm on the go, uh, but when I get home, I put it on the board. And on the board, it's literally almost the entire size of my wall, um, color-coded, all of that, the numbers, the client, what they're doing, what type of property it is, how much, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's just something for me to be tangible on. Um, growing up, I said I love math. Um, you know, I think I skipped like third or fourth grade because I was like, mathematically whatever. And I, when I got to fourth, 
fourth or fifth grade, the teachers, when I was doing math, I didn't show my work. And I would just write the answers and go, go, go. And I failed a couple times because they're like, hey, you must show your work. And so it got to me being like tangible, like sitting there, one plus one, whatever it is. And so for me, the board is my process of making sure it's there. And I'm showing my work. Yes, I put it in the phone, but when it's at home and it's visible, I see and I can follow through. What am I lacking at? What position I'm in? Is this the closing? Has it been pushed back? Um, inspection, how did that go? Okay, now two, three days later, this should be happening. So that's something for me like to be tangible on. Um, I've been taught by like a lot of old school people and I'm very happy they agree with that process. So, yeah. Um, we we have an Excel sheet, you know, we, we have a, a NAC system that keeps track, but you know, also we uh, we set goals for our numbers um, year over year, quarter over quarter, and then you know we, we judge those both on transaction numbers and sale numbers. So if you know we were to post our our stats, hypothetically, we'll include our transactions and and our sales because. Um, you know, some deals are big, some deals are small, so I think that kind of levels things out to see where you're really at. That's awesome. I feel like I am your guys' shorter brother from another <laughs> mother. But, yeah, it's they're going back to goal setting again. You know, you should know what your goals are and what you have to do day to day. If I told you I have to lose 50 pounds this year, you'd look at me and say, that's a big weight loss goal. If I told you I have to lose a pound this week, you'd say, okay, dummy, don't have tacos, go for a run, you'll lose a pound. A pound a week for 52 weeks. It's 52 pounds. How they're tracking their stuff is super, super important. You can break your goals down into what you have to do. I love the whiteboard. I have one as well. So great advice. Um, how do you continue to prospect in a busy season? So we're in a season right now where you're going to feel super busy. You're going to be running around from inspection to you know, um, you know, closing to taking photos. How, when you're working in the business, do you guys also prospect and work on your business? I'm literally going to combine yours and yours. Uh, so while you're doing the social media or you're interacting with people, let them know you're a broker. Um, it could be by what you're wearing sometimes, you have a business card, you ask them what they do. Um, your day-to-day -day life, for example, you're going to an inspection and on your way there you walk into someone who's been like, who's taking a picture of a house. This is, I've seen this like multiple times, someone's taking a picture of a house and you just ask them, well, why are you taking a picture of the house? And they could be like, oh, I really like this house. I'm looking to buy. Bada bing, bada boom. You just hand out your real estate card. And it was a simple interaction of being human. And then also, hey, I'm a broker. And that's kind of like, I do that on the way to places. Or if I'm there for some reason, um, I was at a service center for my car the other day. And uh, one of the guys asked me, hey, do you want to grab your signs from your car? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I should. And he's like, oh, so, you know, you work for this. And I started talking. He's like, yeah, I've been thinking about buying. And it, that's just a fluke, yeah, because he saw the signs. But wherever you are, it could happen. And so let him know you're a realtor and also be human. So, yeah. As far as prospecting goes, I mean, it ties into the, you know, everyday interactions with people. Is, is there an opportunity cost here, meeting people, you know, connecting with them, but also, you know, your network. Once you start to become busy, your referral base is huge. If you treat people well, take care of your clients, they're gonna they're gonna put your name out there, and uh, you know they're, they're gonna make sure that, that you're taking care of their people as well. They're gonna be proud to say, "Hey, I have a broker. He was he was awesome. Make sure you call him. Don't use that guy." So <laughs> it, it's uh, a lot of that, and you know it's the day to day stuff. You're making your calls, shooting your emails, um, keeping an eye on the neighborhood, your buildings, etc. And uh, you know you put in your time every day. The, the the leads are definitely gonna come. 
Yeah, um, one other thing that I do to kind of add on, um, you, I guess a couple of things, but I'm a part of a networking group called BNI. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but they're structured networking groups. Um, there's one person from every industry that's allowed in each group. So I'm the only real estate agent in my group. There's about, uh, we have about 20 members in the group, so we meet once a week. So we meet 7.30 a.m. every single Tuesday. So regardless of how busy I am, um, I go to that. And those people are an extension of my marketing arm, um, and they're constantly looking for people to that are potentially looking to buy or sell a home. So um, that's been a really good um, way for me to grow my business and to still prospect during those busy times. Um, and most of the time, people aren't reaching out to you at 7.30 in the morning. Morning. Um, so I find it's really sustainable for me um, and like you guys said social media even when you're busy just post you're at an inspection post you're doing this like I my story um, you know kind of contradicting to what you said I'm not just an agent um, I'm a mom I'm a wife I'm you know a sister a daughter all of those things and if I'm constantly posting you know I'm co posting all the time when I'm busy um, in my real estate career but I'm also posting when I'm at the park with my daughter all of those things and I think if you're just continually posting um, people are gonna reach out people are gonna comment you're gonna start conversations that way too great advice again um, one of my favorite quotes is, everybody overestimates what they can achieve in a year, they underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. Um, I think it was maybe Bill Gates and then Tony Robbins took it, but it's one of my favorite quotes because as time goes on in your career, you obviously your goals change, your mindset changes, um, and you become a different person. How have your mindset and goals evolved as your business has grown? I know you guys are somewhere between three and five or six years in the business. Um, take it away. Um, so I think, I'm about five years in, so the first couple of years I was doing heavy open houses. That was a really good way for me to always generate business. Um, as my business has grown, I've become more of a referral business, which is, um, in my opinion, the best kind of business you can grow and something everybody should have goals of growing that referral business. So I've shifted from um, kind of finding new leads through open houses to how do I stay in contact with all of my past clients and my current clients and my friends and my family and those people who have been really, really good referral partners. So I've shifted more from trying to generate leads um, from people I don't know to um, event planning. So hosting events, obviously that's been a struggle the last year and a half with COVID, um, but now starting to get back into doing happy hours, doing um, sending out Christmas gifts, doing little things like that to stay in touch with those people that you've worked with before so that you're always top of mind. As you said, uh, <laughs> retention. I want to make sure that uh, the clients I've worked with actually enjoy the experience. I always tell uh, my clients when I very first meet them, um, <coughs> whether it's buyer or seller, I want you to feel as if like you can do this on your own next time and you just choose to use me. So. Ask as many questions as possible. Be, be, you know, as silly as the question may be, ask it. I'd love to answer it, and if I don't have the answer, I'll find it for you. Um, but retention, and so what happens usually is after the sale, we keep in touch, whether it's through Leo the puppy or <laughs> other ways and means. Uh, they enjoy the experience, and they want to use me for the next one. They can do it on their own, but they want to use me. And with that feeling comes like, hey, I'll recommend him to my mother. I'll recommend him to my cousin, my, my wife, my everything. And that's, that's what I love, and I like, love doing that because it's not, not, not so much easier, it's, it's natural. It's, 
I trusted him. He did great with me. He would do the same for you. He said, don't go with the other guy, go with him. <laughs> and that, that keeps it going. And so if, if one word can say it all, it would be retention. So. Retention is a very good point. I, I agree with that. But also, uh, I mean, they change. And kind of, when you start, it's like you kind of take anything. You're busy, you're running around, you're here, you're there. You just start fielding whatever. And then your, your goals change to where you want to be, what you want to do, what you specialize at, what you're good at focusing on listings or buyers or a certain neighborhood or a certain building. Um, so you could really fine tune and finesse your, your business. So I'd say really just strategizing and, and focusing on a certain aspect of what you do from your previous deals. Great advice. Um, last question before we shift into your questions. Um, and this is one that's probably pretty relevant right now. Realtors are super, super busy. How do you find balance with being on call for your clients almost 24-7, uh, working most of the time seven days a week, and having a personal life? Um, any tips for avoiding burnout, which is happening quite often to realtors today? I recently burned out. Um, I had to take a vacation, and I don't normally take vacations, and so it felt really good. Um, <laughs> my suggestion is find something that, not just like a hobby, but something that you love to do. So I have friends that love to go to the gym, friends that love to go to the movies, all these things, and sometimes by themselves. Um, I have a friend, and I, he's actually here. I would tell him, let's go, let's do dinners once a week, and just literally like let out, talk about how your day went, your week went, everything. And so whatever it is, like your go-to to um, get away from work, find it, and like inhabit it, and basically be there for yourself. And it sounds silly to say, but be a little selfish, you know? and you're always in this business you're a lot a lot selfless uh, you never think about you you think about your clients um, you think about their family you know the the lender the lawyer everyone and you forget about yourself until it comes you know to the very last minute and then there's a lot of stress behind that so if you somehow pick a day a time every morning you know you have your 730s um, for me I, I'm starting to tell myself every morning 7 a.m. go to the gym don't bring your phone you know and just somehow without music work out, you know, and figure it out, and you'll be there for an hour, you're not going to lose much an hour, hopefully no one's calling you in that seven to eight time span, um, but yeah, that's my time, me time, so figure out what it is, and do it, because at that time, it's just you, you and you, so, yeah. Um, so, to, to avoid burnout, you know, there's a couple different ways to look at it, and we nailed a bunch of good points, but um, I, I would say first and foremost is putting systems into place, getting everything done during your work day. You know, um, setting apart time to 30 minutes for this, 45 minutes for that, making sure your tasks are done. Um, the phone's always ringing though, 24 hours a day, literally. So, you know, setting time for yourself. If you're going to the gym at eight o'clock, you're going to the gym at eight o'clock. Unless something's super important, that could wait. Um, you know, putting an email answer on or, or whatever, but just, just setting your time and, and committing to that. You know, see your family, see your significant other, spend time with your dog. Take care of yourself, your health. Um, you know, you, you could spare an hour or two a day to do that, and at the end of the year, that definitely adds up. But to compliment you in doing that, I would definitely say putting systems into place. Um, they're huge, and you, you're going to find yourself with time at the end of the day um, once all the work is done. Yeah, similar to you guys, um, I think 
if you guys are, you know, if you want some me time, I've generally found in the morning is typically when people bug you the le the less, the least, least, <laughs> I can speak. Um, but yeah, like I'm a morning workout person as well, and that's my time. I, I put my phone away. I'm not answering emails or anything like that, but I have found in the morning is generally the easiest time to do that. And then also, I mean, I have a family. I'm sure a lot of you guys do too, but generally when I, I think it's uh, setting expectations with your clients um, and sticking to that. You know, I when I meet with new clients, I generally tell them, hey, I have a two-year-old, so after like six, seven o'clock, if you reach out to me, unless it's really time sensitive, I'm not gonna respond till the next day. And people respect that, you know? Don't be scared to set those expectations because like I said, people are gonna respect that and if they don't respect that, they might not be people you wanna work with, you know? So um, you need to disconnect and you need to, there's gonna be times you're gonna be writing offers at 11 p.m., you know, it's gonna happen. But like I said, I think just set those expectations with those people up front. Tell, you know, tell your sellers, I'm gonna follow up with you every single Monday at you know, around 10 a.m to talk about, you know, summarize the weekend, and then they're not gonna reach out to you Sunday afternoon asking you for updates because they know they're gonna hear from you on Monday. So I think, again, just setting those expectations with your clients and it'll kind of set you up for success. There's no shame in burning out. I've burned out 100 times over the last 12 years. You know, I used to work 80 to 100 hour work weeks every week, I barely slept. And ener energy and motivation is a never ending bar. It doesn't matter if it's Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, everybody burns out at some point. But you know, kind of hitting on everything they said, if you're burning out, fall back on your systems and be consistent and do things to pull yourself out of the burnout. It's okay to burn out. You know, I take a couple hours for myself a day. For me, it's working out, but it's okay to burn out. Nobody uh, who works hard for a long period of time doesn't have some burnout. But fall back on systems, be consistent, and just, just get back on the horse. It's okay to burn out. Um, Incredible questions from everybody that submitted questions. I'm gonna open it up for one or, can we do one or two more? Two, two. Three? <laughs> Two or three, depending on how long they take. Uh, first hand. So there's two questions there, I'll repeat them. One was on, kind of tell us about the team and how you know your team helps you out. The second is, how do you separate, I think, your social media, business and personal. Uh, Michael, I know you have a team, so I'll let you take the team side of this one and then uh, you two can fight over the social media side. Yeah, so, so the team's instrumental <laughs> to what we do. Um, it, it's not just numbers, like we don't look at it that way. We let our team keep their numbers and we, we you know support them as individuals but each person from our team is integrated in what we do. People work certain areas, people cover showings, people do open houses, you know, we're all trained to work together and um, it really helps growth. Um, we're a family, we couldn't do it without one another. Um, we're all very close and uh, you know, everything falls into place for the team. So it really helps the brand, it helps the compass and it, it helps get things done overall. So whether you're, you know, a small team, a partnership, whatever, um, 
you could only be one place at a time. You could only do one thing at a time. So to have a team supporting you and, and working with you and vice versa is uh, really amazing. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't do what I do um, without them. So that's huge. And then um, as far as social media goes, um, I'm a believer of keeping your personal life out of business. Um, yeah, we do things, we go places, that's fine. But as far as like being super personal, um, I think that's a hard no. Because, you know, you're starting, as you grow your business, you're starting to add clients from all over to your um, social media. They have different opinions on things, different values, different perceptions. And, um, you know, we're all good people. But, you know, we don't want to get too personal where we throw things off and people form opinions on you. So, um, you know, I, I keep my personal stuff to a certain extent out of business and focus on it as, hey, I'm a real estate broker. I'm here to be a real estate broker. Um, and I do have a personal life, but as far as it getting so personal, I, I, I don't believe in that. What was the uh, first question? Team. First question was on team. Second question was on, um, do you mix your personal and your business side of things into social media? So um, either one. Yeah, so I was engulfed in your, uh, <laughs> about the teams. <laughs> I'm not on a team. Um, I see a lot of times uh, a mentor or a lot of leads. Like when I first said, the, I looked at the five, top five people in our company and I went and bothered them. I literally asked them, hey, there's something that you guys have done that succeeded um, in this aspect. Because I know if someone came to me with a big question, it doesn't make sense. I don't want to sit there and answer big questions. So I put myself in their shoes. So I gave them a specific question and they guided me and it became a point where you ask the right question and then there's the right answer and it's something that you've been looking for and now it's your chance to take it and run with it. Um, so I never had a team but um, Chris, Chris Gomes, he's gonna hate me for pointing him out but uh, he brought me into Jameson and I literally asked him so many questions and I don't know why he's still my friend but um, <laughs> I bothered him with everything. I asked him my very first contract I was sweating. I was like how do I how do I write this? Oh, did I, did I do this wrong? And he came in with a red pen. There was more red than black. And um, I thank him for that. And I still call him these days with like scenarios and questions. And now uh, I get to a point where like, it's something that's new to both of us, you know? And we contact our major broker and ask him questions. Um, but there was always someone there I could go to. And I'm lucky to have him uh, for that. And you just gotta ask questions. Like, uh, you might not have a team, but you have a company. and so. There's someone there to talk to. Um, so I'll touch on teams for a second, and then I'll get into the social media. But um, I'm not on a team either. I said I just hired a marketing coordinator. But what I see as my team is my lender and my attorney. Um, it's really important to find those two people that A, you can trust, and B, you have similar work styles. Um, I also went on vacation recently. I was gone for two and a half weeks out of the country, um, which just, uh, you know, I think that's the best way as real estate agents to actually disconnect because when people can't reach you. Not um, the same time zone either. Don't go to Cancun. Yeah, no, exactly. I was eight hours different, so it was hard to reach me. But I knew that my clients were in really good hands. Literally all of my deals that were under contract were with my one attorney that I use. Um, and I know how she works. I trust her with everything. Um, and so I think that's really crucial. And again, um, all of my buyers, I think except for one, were with the lender that I refer to. I, I, you know, I know that when I give him a buyer, 
the deal is going to get done. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to check in about the appraisal. I don't have to do any of those things because we've been working so long together and I know he's going to get it done. So if you're not on a team, because I imagine most of you are you know, new to the business or just you know, a couple years in, those I think are the first two people you really need to find synergy with. Um, in terms of social media, I'm completely opposite than Michael. I, I used to have, well, I have a personal account on Instagram. I haven't posted since my daughter was born and she'll be two in two weeks. So, say, what is it? Have them all follow you. You'll get another yeah, um, my Instagram is Becky Sells Chicago. So feel free to give me a follow. But um, <laughs> and he'll, you can share yours too. But um, and you, Michael, if you'd like. But anyway, um, <laughs> everybody share theirs. No, I I'm a firm believer. I think um, this industry is all about trust, and it's really all about building relationships, and you do have to be sensitive about the information you share, right? Like you don't want to get political, made, you know, religious, like that, those kind of things um, might deter some people. And uh, you know, you want to keep your, your um, social media clean in a way. Um, so be sensitive to what you post, but I think um, people need to get to know you and you have to be relatable. Um, you know, I've found that since I've had a kid, I work with a lot of clients that are expecting. Um, a lot of young families and you know they know that I have a kid and we can talk about that we relate about that I know you don't want to buy a four-store you know the the top floor walk-up um, because you're not gonna want to carry that car seat all the way up there um, so I, I, I personally believe that that's a great way to generate conversation um, and you know as you were kind of hinting to earlier um, you know, getting interactions on social media is ultimately the, the way that they set up all the algorithms is gonna allow you to reach more people. Um, and I found that my when I post a picture of my daughter or of my family or you know dog, those get so many likes compared to a just sold. You know, so I think that that's a that's how I use my Instagram. But it doesn't it's not for everybody. But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm a mix. I, you got to be clean on social media. I don't touch on politics at all, uh, but I have a little bit of me and what I do personally on top of the business side of things. We have time for one more. First hand that went up. Um, do any of you guys have a, a business page and personal, or are you guys only on personal pages? I just have one, there's Chicago. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't, I, 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 to mention, I didn't get to answer your question about the social media aspect. I combined them um, when I first started in uh, real estate. And I knew that my previous Instagram was just of my life. And as soon as I put up anything real estate, people were like, oh, he's now a realtor. And I, I do want them to know that I'm a realtor. That's very, very important. But I also want them, like I said, I want them to know I'm a human. I'm, I'm a regular guy. I, you know, I enjoy life. I live life. I'm in, from Chicago. You know, it's a picture of the bean or whatever case may be. They know where I'm from. Sometimes they don't have to ask. You don't have to read the bio. You just know from the pictures. And a lot of people from Chicago know Chicago. So if you're at an intersection, you have a picture of yourself, they know that intersection, you know? And, oh, I live there. My cousin lives there. My, my uncle's looking to buy something in that area. That's so awesome. And that's how I get the connections. And I don't try to, I do post like, oh, it's just sold or new listing. I do that. You have to. It's part of your business. Your business is your life. You bleed it. But at the same time, like, I, I can't physically be 24-7 uh, real estate. Like, I have to live. I have to go to sleep. I have to eat. I have to, you know. And so all these things, like, you're doing these things. You are human. You're not a robot. And so including these, there's so many more connections, so many relatable things than, you know, people saying, oh, no, thank you. Um, and yes, you got to be wary. I don't put anything political. I have friends that 
send me political stuff. And I'm just like, mm, not, not right now, you know? And you just, you have to, you know, make a barrier or a wall that you know that you're not gonna go past the threshold. But at the same time, like, do you? Those are good points. To, to clarify what I was saying, I, I meant the exact same thing. No politics, no religion, no no personal things, but definitely posting, you know, you're at dinner, you're out of town, your family, whatever, that, that's all great. Um, and, you know, as far as having a personal and, and a public page or business page, um, I, I just really use one, um, and everything's all combined on there. Yeah, to echo kind of what they said, you know, I used to have, or I still have my personal Instagram. I have not used it. So, and I think I still have, I have a business page on Facebook. Um, and I think everything kind of just posts through there. I don't use Facebook as much. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, kind of like we've all been saying, it, real estate is like, uh, it's kind of more like a lifestyle, you know, like you're constantly working, you're constantly on call, and so I think it's just kind of a natural fit to kind of meld the two together. Um, so, you know, be true to yourself, and um, and, I, and I think you have to show you're successful. You have to educate your clients, so kind of, you know, categorize your posts as educational, proof of success, and then, you know, personal, or something like that. Um, you know, kind of have a good mix of those three. And guys, social media ebbs and flows, and it changes. So. LinkedIn is one nobody mentioned. People use it a lot now. You know, Facebook has changed. People look at Facebook wall posts, but on Instagram, when you log in Instagram, I guarantee most of you first go to the stories. So don't forget posting things in your stories that are business related or personal. So that wasn't the case two years ago. You know, keep with the trends in social media because what you do on Facebook, whether you have a business page, might be different than what you do on Instagram. Don't handle them all the same. Just make sure you stay on top of the different trends with social media because the platforms do change from time to time. And don't forget LinkedIn. I know a lot of realtors do have success on that one. So I think, I think we're out of time. Thank you to this amazing panel. Give them a round of applause.